Now, out of all the things that can affect your state of well-being and your health, sleep is at the top of the list. And people don't even appreciate a good night's sleep until they don't sleep. There was a period of my life, actually 12 years, where I had terrible, terrible sleep. There were nights where I didn't even sleep one minute. So I really appreciate sleep. And I have 12 things today I'm going to share with you about sleep based on firsthand experience. There is a direct correlation with your sleep and your overall heart function and your longevity. And if you don't sleep, it can affect your cravings. You can actually develop an alteration in your blood sugars from just not sleeping that well. Your appetite will increase. Your cortisol will increase. Your mood will go down if you don't get enough sleep. But boy, when you sleep good, everything is great. So the first thing we're talking about is cortisol. Cortisol is an adrenal hormone. and um, that can keep you up at night, especially around 2 to 2.30 in the middle of the night. You want to take more vitamin B1. Make sure it's a natural version, but it can actually greatly reduce your cortisol. You want to put a lot of attention on long walks every day just to kind of get rid of this stress because obviously stress is activating the cortisol release. So you want to do a lot of things to focus in on what's really underneath the stress. Is it that you're watching too many YouTube videos on the news and bad news? And that can play a huge role. And I know people want to be informed of what's going on, but you have to limit uh, or curb how much of that you can take during the given day. The second really important thing about sleep is getting enough vitamin D. If you don't have enough vitamin D, uh, your circadian waves won't work that well. If you get jet lag, for example, uh, vitamin D is the greatest antidote to jet lag. It can quickly reset your circadian rhythms pretty quick within a day or two. You, you kind of need a lot. You, you need between 40,000 to 50,000 IUs of vitamin D3. But vitamin D, even taken right before bed, sometimes can greatly help you sleep, especially if you have sleep apnea. All right, the next thing, and that is calcium. If you're trying to go to bed at night and your muscles are kind of crampy and things, it could be magnesium, which I will cover, but it could also be a calcium deficiency. So calcium is involved with the muscles. And also a calcium deficiency will cause you to be tired. I don't know if you've ever been really, really exhausted and so tired that you can't sleep. Well, calcium is the remedy for that. There's a couple ways you can get the calcium. One is just with a calcium supplement, maybe a, a calcium magnesium supplement, maybe calcium lactate, which is a good one. Uh, another thing you can do is uh, consume more cheese during the day. Make sure it's a high quality Cheese, I like European cheese, especially if it's raw. Let's talk about milk for a second. Is milk okay? Well, if you can find some raw milk, that would be the ideal situation right before bed. Uh, there is also something called nighttime milk, and you can buy it. And this type of milk is created um, when you milk cows at night, which enhances your tryptophan in the milk and the melatonin in the milk. But if you really can't find that, there's something else that I would recommend. Kefir, uh, like from goat's milk before bed, plain, uh, seems to work good. And if you're concerned about it breaking your keto uh, or your fasting, just take it right after the meal. That can give you some probiotics, which will help your sleep, as well as the calcium. And also what's in milk is high levels of tryptophan, which turn into serotonin and melatonin, which can help you sleep. And so now let's talk about magnesium. Magnesium will help reduce that cortisol too. It'll help relax you, especially before bed. 
It can help with muscle cramps, which can keep you up. Some people take like a hot bath before bed with Epsom salts, which is magnesium sulfate. That's another tip with magnesium. And there's other types of uh, magnesium um, massage oils that you can have someone work on your back and muscles that are tight. The next thing on the list is making sure you have enough potassium in your diet. Potassium is uh, kind of like a physiological tranquilizer. It calms the nervous system. It, a lot of the potassium is used in your muscles and your nervous system. And so if you're deficient, you may notice that your muscles are not relaxing properly and your heart, you might have palpitations or an arrhythmia, which can keep you up, as well as a higher pulse rate. So potassium is key in keeping your pulse rate lowered. And if you ever consumed a lot of refined carbs or sugar, you're gonna notice that you end up with a potassium deficiency. Uh, it can even create this like pounding sensation in your inner ear right before sleep. That means you need more potassium. And the way you can get more potassium and magnesium is through eating more leafy greens uh, in your diet. Uh, I normally have between seven and 10 cups. So if you can work up to like seven cups of salad per day, that will give you your potassium and magnesium requirements. Potassium is also really good to help lower anxiety. So if your diet is like really heavy with meat and uh, which is kind of stimulating and you don't have the offsetting minerals like magnesium and calcium from the greens, you may find that your nervous system is more accelerated and you don't have the brake pads that magnesium and potassium provide. Now let's talk about your environment in your room. You have your pillow, you have your mattress. If your pillow is not the right, um, the height of your head, so your head's too low or too high, that can be an issue. So it's really worth investing in a good quality pillow, not a cheap pillow that can hurt your neck, as well as a good mattress because you basically spend one third of your life in bed. I suggest go to a mattress store and test things out and see what you like best. And also you have the room, right? If your room is um, like in the winter and it's cold outside, you can't keep the, the window open. So you don't get as much oxygen. You might have too much CO2. And if having an imbalance of too much CO2 and not enough oxygen, that alone can keep you up. But you can simply just get a couple plants in your room to help reverse that. But I always sleep better with the window open if possible. And also with your temperature, people tend to sleep better if the room is a bit cooler. So I keep the temperature in my room about 68 and that I seem to sleep better. Now, what about taking melatonin? Is that a good thing? I don't recommend it because melatonin helps you get to sleep. It doesn't help you stay asleep. And melatonin is a hormone produced by the pineal gland. And anytime you take melatonin, potentially it could create a problem with the gland that's supposed to make it. So instead, you can increase your melatonin through foods as well as through light. The sun, over 50% of the sun's rays are infrared, which will naturally increase melatonin inside your body, believe it or not. And this melatonin has a different function to the what the pineal creates. Melatonin is a very potent antioxidant, and I will put a video on that down below. And so melatonin can be increased through this infrared, which actually can even penetrate through your clothes. So especially like a sunrise or a sunset, uh, you can get some really good infrared from that. And even like uh, sitting in front of a, a fireplace or a candle or a campfire or even having an infrared device. So you can see I have one right here. You can get one of these devices 
and to increase your infrared. And you can also use that for various other things like controlling pain and inflammation. And the other thing to know about that topic is that if you have fluorescent lighting or you're in front of your uh, screens a lot or your cell phone or the TV, all of that puts out this blue light, which interferes with your sleep cycles. Not to mention the other thing that's involved with the cell phone in the computer screens, that's called EMF, electromagnetic fields. Boy, that can really affect your ability to sleep, especially if you're doing that right before bed or you spend a lot of time on it or there's some type of device close to your head while you're sleeping. The next thing I wanna talk about is vitamin B12. B12 is really good to help prevent things like sleep apnea. B12 is also involved in the creation of melatonin. And so if you're deficient in B12, for various reasons, that can keep you up as well. The next nutrient is vitamin B1. Vitamin B1 specifically helps that brain chatter, that excessive thinking before bed, and I recommend getting a natural one because a B1 deficiency is so common with so many people. And if you haven't ever experimented with it, taking it uh, when you have anxiety or nervous tension, within minutes, you just feel calm and relaxed and uh, you can drift off into a wonderful sleep. B1 is essential for the brainstem function, which has a lot to do with your breathing. And you may find that your breathing is off, especially at night, if you don't have enough B1. So you might catch yourself like breathing very shallow. And what causes a B1 deficiency is the stress, sugar, uh, refined carbs, and drinking too much coffee or tea. B1 is also really good to uh, remedy nightmares. And that brings us to the next part of this, which is carbs, right? If you're consuming a lot of carbs, if you're consuming a lot of sugar uh, or alcohol, you're gonna deplete your B1, and that's gonna increase what's called the fight or flight mechanism or the sympathetic nervous system, which is gonna keep you up at night, not just with uh, cortisol, but with adrenaline. Try to sleep if you're being chased by a tiger. It doesn't work. So the more carbs, the more sugars, the more insulin resistance that you develop, and guess what else happens when you have insulin resistance? You start having frequent urination at night. So all these people that have to get up to the night, and some people I know it's like 12 times a night, it's crazy. What they need to do is fix insulin resistance because insulin resistance, as well as prediabetes, and diabetes causes a situation where you have this excessive urine at night that will just force you to get out of bed. And it's so easy to fix that if you just change your diet. Another nutrient to help you sleep is zinc. Zinc tends to be intimately involved in the circadian rhythms and the uh, REM sleep, as well as increasing tryptophan, which turns into serotonin and then melatonin. So sometimes taking zinc before bed can greatly help your sleep if you're deficient. Zinc can also help you fall asleep faster. A couple extra points on sleep. Stimulants. If you're consuming caffeine, boy, that'll keep you up. So I would really look at that as well. I have just a very small cup of coffee in the mornings, and that's it. I don't have any more, and I find if I do that, I can sleep really good. Your liver has to detoxify that caffeine, and uh, if you have any problem with your liver, then you might just tend to retain that caffeine longer than you should. I always focus on my breathing to help me get to sleep. And also, if I get up in the middle of the night and I can't get back to sleep, I notice that I'm catching my breath. So slow, even breaths, making sure that your inhalation 
equals the exhalation. Breathing through your nose, breathing through your stomach, focusing on the breath can greatly help you sleep. And the last point is not eating too late or overeating because if your digestion is stressed or you're bloated, you will not be able to sleep. So try to have that last meal as early as possible. And especially if you have insomnia, you may just find that can create a huge difference.